What's up, bitches? Boop boop skidoo, we're finishing up season two. That's right. And as season two is coming to a close, we're getting ready to put together our season two wrap-up episode that will air after our break and before we start diving into season three. For this episode, we would love it if you would send us your questions, comments, or concerns about the pretty dumb little liars that we've been talking about for the last two seasons. You can submit your thoughts via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at APLL Podcast. Or send us an email at aprettylittleliarspodcast at gmail.com. If you send us a message, let us know if you'd like us to include your name and where you're listening from if you're comfortable with that. If you would like your submission included in our wrap-up episode, we need to receive them no later than December 31st, 2021. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear your responses. Welcome to podcast, a Pretty Little Liars podcast, where we're watching and discussing every episode of Pretty Little Liars, one at a time, spoiler free. My name is Emily. I'm Kelly. And I'm Addie. Emily and Kelly have seen all of Pretty Little Liars. And Addie is experiencing the show for the first time. This week, we're discussing season two, episode 16, Let the Water Hold Me Down. This episode was written by Brian M. Holdman and directed by Chris Grisner. Let the Water Hold Me Down originally aired on January 16th, 2012. And this is the one where, with Lucas missing and questions surrounding what happened out on the lake, Hannah can barely catch her breath. Caleb is determined to find his friend, but Hannah's reluctance to help only causes more problems. I forgot about my predictions. (laughs) I love them so much. Last week, Addie's predictions included Holden is A, also known as Holdan. Lucas is underwater. This will be a Lucas-centric episode. And all those papers that were yeeted into the river will come back. (laughs) I mean, it was kind of a Lucas-centric-ish episode, so you weren't totally wrong there. Where's Lucas? That's all. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Oh, I love that game. That was a game? I thought that was a movie. It was a game that they turned into a TV show? I think. I didn't know there was a game. I'll use Google. Does that mean I'm too young and hip? Like... I'm. I just. I don't know about these old people things like Carmen San Diego. I used to rent the game, or no, I'd play the game at the library on the library computer. In theory, you could know about Carmen San Diego the game, but like, you had to play computer games as a kid. I hate The Sims and Roller Coaster Tycoon and also I had a Nancy Drew game. So so Carmen Sandiego might have been like in your wheelhouse. Carmen Sandiego, the TV show was from 1991 to 1995. There were 295 episodes. Wow. It was a game show. So many. I just Good for them. Shit. I'm impressed. Good for you, Wait, Matt. Okay, then, th- then this computer game must be r- much older? Or was it a board game first? No, it was a video game. 1985. I don't believe it. No way. Wow, no. 
Yeah, it was on the Apple. But I remember that much too much for any of this. Interesting. I'm wondering if I played the Where in the USA is Carmen San Diego. Mm, maybe. Because that says 1996. Oh no, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego also 99. Anyway, let's pop test. So okay, so they, they it was <laughs> like a. Okay, guys, I gotta pick my roommate up from work. Yeah. I only had like a flip side of notes. Wow, that's impressive. I didn't take any notes. Well, I was also um, petting, like, two cats while watching this, so my attention was on cats. <laughs> entirely understandable. No judgment. So, um, previously on Pretty Little Liars, M needs to make up the makeup test, community service at the crisis hotline, transcripts from last night, I almost got caught tonight, it's gone, I never wanted to hurt anybody, but now I have to, Lucas? Aria can't call Ezra anymore, surprise party at the lake house, Lucas doesn't want to help. Maya wants to date M. Holden's back in town. Emily was really obvious. Lucas went into the lake. So did Hannah. Lucas did not come out of the lake. And then we open on Hannah by the fire. Oh, to be Hannah by a fire. I totally forgot that he destroyed her memorial. So when they said that, I wrote that note down. I was like, oh, I should probably remember this. I forgot that they didn't all know already. Because I forgot we even knew. Like we we knew that he had told Hannah, but I thought everybody already knew. Yeah. So I didn't realize that was a big secret. Like Hannah would have told them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd think by this point they would have learned that they should tell each other things. I did like yeah. uh, how Ace snuck the lake water into Hannah's water bottle. Mm-hmm. No fun chugging lake water. I mean, she could have come up with something better. Yeah. She also could get diseases from that. Yeah. That water, I wonder what they did to make that water look all gross. Maybe it was like watered down chocolate milk or something. Mm, maybe. There's a drink at Universal you can get that's supposed to look like water from the mud. Interesting. Isn't that, isn't that an alcoholic drink? Yes, absolutely. Ooh, delicious. So Hannah drinks the lake water, and then you get the A text, and then we get the theme song, and then we're in Emily and, well, I guess it's Hannah's house, but it's also Emily's house now, and Mama Marin is asking all kinds of questions. Mama Marin was being a good mom here. I liked her being so mom. And I like how she's like, I should call Lucas's parents as mm-hmm. like, your parent. <laughs> like, I should take some responsibility. My daughter hosted a party that their son still hasn't come home from. And then, I don't know, I didn't have that much other than I liked Mama Marin there. Also, I like... I guess I understand lying about having to do a group project, but I feel like it doesn't make sense to lie about having to do a group project. I liked how they were like, oh, we're going to, you know, rehearse it one more time. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, you could have just said group project and left it there. Yeah. They either over lie or they don't tell enough truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, every lie needs to have, like, a kernel of truth in it, and they either, like, leave that out, and there's, like, holes, or they, like, tell too much information. Yeah. Oh, we were doing this, and it was, there was an old woman with pink hair, and she had a parrot on her shoulders. Why did that matter? (laughs) She's just been vague and, and said, yeah, I was with this person at the library. Done. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then they're all together talking about um, A being in Spencer's lake house. And I like how they make jokes about when Hannah and Caleb were there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, A was there then? Okay, this is when they pick up the receipt and they have the 801 Hyperion Street and it clearly says Philadelphia. PA under it and I really love how afterwards 
Hannah or Hannah's like, eight oh one Hyperion, isn't that in Philly? I'm like, girl, you just held the receipt. Like <laughs> you were just looking at the address. <laughs> also, wouldn't um, it be very easy to just Google that? To like see that it was yeah. Philadelphia. Well, or map quest like, it. Well, yeah, I was thinking because did they have their laptops right there? Like tonight I realized when I was with my family and such, like I was Googling things quickly on my phone to find distance. And I was like, would we have done that in 2000? Like, was the phone that capable yet? Mine wasn't. I couldn't text until I think 2013. Um, Spencer was lo- and Aria were looking up bus schedules on their phones at school. Okay. Oh yeah. Cause of the signal. I was like, wow, I haven't mm-hmm. had to do that. And so I switched spots with me. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, holding your phone up in the air, hoping our, that it'll work. Our high school, for some odd reason, it, like, was really good at blocking all cell phone signals. But once you walked outside of it, your phone was, like, perfectly clear. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm curious why um, the receipt had a date from when Caleb and Hannah were up at the lake house. If like Jenna was already back in Rosewood, like why was someone at the blind school or near the blind school? Like what's the, what's the reason that a was at the blind school? So I'm curious to find out what the implications of that are. I wonder if it's like a safe spot to meet. Maybe. Because it's kind of central to where they are, but far enough away. Although I really like how later on Spencer pointed out, she's like, or Aria said, isn't uh, Melissa's condo like 10 blocks from here? I feel like 10 blocks is a long ass way to go for magazines and gum. Like there's probably something closer to Melissa's apartment. Definitely. Let's see. Oh, Aria's telling Spencer about her fake date with Holden because she panicked. Like, of th- this is like the example of like overlying or underlying. Why didn't she just say, oh, I was talking to Spencer. But also, why didn't she just wait for her mom to ask? Like by closing the phone and like panicking and being like, I was making a date with Holden. She could have just been like, oh, hey, mom, what's up? Yeah. That 16-year-old brain panic. hmm Also, I'm getting, like, I understand they're all teenagers, so, like, they're going to support their friend Aria, who's, like, wants to be with Fitz. But, like, even Holden, by the end, is like, oh, you really like this guy. And I don't know if he knows that Ezra was her teacher. I don't think he does. But... Like, Spencer's trying to, like, encourage, oh, you're doing this big romantic gesture. And it's not. It's not. I was like, this is. It's you trying to make him jealous. I was like, and it's kind of creepy. But, yeah, so I just think it's funny that she's like, oh, this is a big, bold, romantic gesture. When, in reality, you're just stalking your ex-boyfriend who told you not to call him anymore. Yeah. Definitely not. Which is incredibly creepy. If someone says, don't call me, don't call them. You know? Don't show up at their plans either. Yeah. And and she's like, well, I know he's going to be there because he loves it. I'm like, yeah, but you guys can't be together. And then, um, so I like when Holden comes over to Arya and Spencer and starts chatting them up my I literally wrote I was like Holden is weird I was like why'd he call for permission and then his sarcasm of being like I'm an old school kid I was like oh never mind I like you Holden like this is my type of humor this is great make fun of this yeah what did he say um something about a handwritten thank you note for letting me interrupt your conversation because his parents are old-fashioned he was um he was entertaining and then I realized like all the boys kind of look the same. They all have that, like, shaggy hair. 
Yeah. Um, it's like colored eyes. It's like teenage teenage TV show high schooler face blindness. Like if you look at them all too long, they're all the same person. Yeah, because I mean they all. It's like for the other than Hannah and Allie, everyone has like light skin, dark hair, dark eyes. Like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had no Toby this episode, right? <gasps> no. Sweet, Which sweet is why Toby. I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Spencer and Arya moment was pretty cute after a uh, holding came over. Like, there were some solid friendship moments mm-hmm. in this episode, especially between Arya and Spencer. So I like seeing them, you know, not be on such high alert of like, hey, he's trying to kill us, but actually being friends and like cute with each other. Yeah, I also I think Holden's really cute. He's a nice dude. Like, I think I think him and Arya would make a cute couple. That he makes her laugh. Like, uh, and she wasn't laughing as a pity laugh. He genuinely made her laugh. Yeah. yeah. He's the appropriate age. Yeah, but love. <sighs> I'm being dramatic. I don't. I don't love. think that she's in love. love. We're air quoting love. <laughs> Their little banter about glue versus ranch dressing. Like, I think that was fun. I think it could work if they gave it a chance. But as we find out at the um, play later, Holden's got ulterior motives because there's something he wants to keep his parents off his back about. So they'll just be each other's beards. What a perfect relationship. I mean, you should never have to hide who you love, but it's nice that you have a homie who's gonna gonna help you out. Yeah, don't enable your friends to date adults when they're children. No, but also also, always have your friends back. You know, it's a thin line. You gotta find your balance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt bad that Ezra left the thing he loves. Like, she talks about how much he was excited to go to this, and he got tickets two months ago. And then he left during it because Arya showed up. With a boy. I like, I watched and I was like, Fitz, I feel bad for you, but not that bad. I was like, <gasps> you can be the mature adult here. And yeah. not be after the child. But I'm also like, I'm getting mad at Arya because I'm like, Byron has threatened to call the cops, to call the cops. And essentially destroy Ezra's professional career, personal life forever. And she's still like, but let me communicate to him that I love him. I'm like, he knows you still love him. You don't need to say it 800 times and stalk him and make it worse. That's where I think if they were our age, they'd be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Calm the fuck down for like five minutes. Um... Then, uh, yeah, (laughs) after after all the Holden crap, we get a glorious palate cleanser of Mona being a literal worst. I was, I just wrote, I was like, keep up and stomp on Mona, Hannah. I was like, keep it up, girl. And I realized I get so annoyed with Mona. I really only half listened to what she was complaining about, and I know it was Canole breaking up with her and disappearing. But it's like, correct me if I'm wrong, it felt like what she was complaining about was very trivial in comparison to what Hannah's going through, where, like, Lucas is missing. They're, like, it just felt that Mona was being like, you don't actually care about me. And it's like, I was like, girl, there's nothing that life-ending that you're upset about and you're making Hannah feel bad for no reason. Yeah, well, and part of Mona's argument was that Lucas ruined... Caleb's party by potentially drowning in the lake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. Like, they were going out to set up fireworks for Caleb's birthday, and nobody knows exactly what happened on the lake necessarily, but, like, in in pursuit of Caleb's birthday, Lucas drowned in the lake up to this point. They don't know. Well, I guess Hannah found out this morning that he's alive because he called his parents. But like 
Mona's like, oh, he ruined Caleb's like, party. He's also like, but you invited yourself. And it's also like, Mona, you act you don't care about Caleb's party. You only care about the fact that you and Canole were there and got to, you got to parade around. I had to skinny dip with him to get his attention. As a, listen, if you have to skinny dip with someone to get their attention, they're not they're worth cool. it. They should like you with your clothes on. And I did like later when Spencer gave Mona like that really she was like very nice to Mona when she's like Mona, you've really, or like the Mona you are now, why are you like pretty much, what am I trying to say? Like, look, making yourself look small so Noel will like you. Like, if he's yeah. diminishing the Mona you've grown into and you want to be now, like, that's not good. Don't do that to yourself. Right. Like, if you're the, if you've become the person you want to be, don't let him pull you back to the person that you were that you've outgrown. Yeah. Yep. I was like, so. solid friendship move. Where yeah, I was super you, proud. Like, Spencer, why aren't you being that smart with Arya Everything else. and Fitz? And I was like, again, some of these friendship moments were very nice today. So mm-hmm. kudos to whoever wrote this one. Yeah. What was your name again? Uh, Brian M. Holdman this week, right? I wonder if he na- if they yeah. named the character Holden after him. <laughs> yes. Um, so then we then we go to Hannah locking herself in the bathroom stall and crying. Um, because I Mona know. made her sad. <laughs> I am so confused. If someone turned on all the spigots in the like bathroom, how you did... would hear that? Yeah, I have no idea how A filled up the bathroom sink so quietly. Bucket? And put the little boat in there. Yeah. That boat was hilarious. She, had, she brought in buckets of water, filled up the sink, and then snuck out. But think how slowly you'd have to pour that bucket. Eyedroppers. To not make any bucket noise. Eyedroppers. She just, she, she, well, or maybe, because I forget, like, did the shot stay on Hannah the whole time she was in the bathroom? Yeah, so okay, I couldn't remember if like it cut away. Like, oh, she stayed in there for a little bit. We got a we got a cut scene. So Hannah goes in and like is crying, and then she hears someone. It sounds like come in the bathroom, and she kind of like pulls herself together, but stays in the stall. And then we cut over to Emily getting the weird phone call from Maya. Yes, okay. is this the crisis hotline? Like, this is a private number. And then I wanted to say something dirty. When we zoomed in on the lips, I was like, I've seen those lips before. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> that was funny. Okay, because maybe they could have intended that, like, Hannah was crying really hard in the bathroom. And I don't know. Who knows or how she was, she was in there, too. Like, she was in there a while, like, um, listening to try to see if the person was leaving. So maybe she did hear the water running and she just, like didn't want to come out because she didn't want someone to see her cry. I don't know. I mean, I didn't want people to see me crying in the bathroom at school either. I don't blame her. But it was like a lot of water in a huge ass sink because it's like one of those trough sinks. But then, like, at least every sink I've experienced for the most part, they have like those holes or like a hole that's on the side for you. So like in case it starts overflowing, like it will pour, like, back into the pipe. I don't know. A did, like, like a lot of work. <laughs> like, maybe they plugged it. Anyway. So much effort. Again, A is the most extra all the time. Hi. And then and then A quotes, row, row, row mm-hmm. your boat. We had a lot of A messages. This yeah, episode. A had a lot of, a lot to say. Busy texter, clickety click, for someone who lost a phone. Oh my god! A couple weeks oh, ago, I forgot they lost their phone. Oh wait, but then we found all those like, or they found all burner those phones. Those, but it was also like, can you, like, can you claim those burner phones did come from a, or were they just there? I feel like Spencer's parents are probably into some shady lawyer business that they probably have some burner phones to give clients. Spencer's parents just have burner phones. 
Well, I mean, think about it. You could uh, have some more, like, privilege stuff or, like, plant some evidence on someone. Interesting. You think they're, like, dirty, dirty. I mean, Spencer's dad changed the will. He's quite dirty. That's true. And he burned evidence in the fire. (laughs) Yeah, he's not a good lawyer. Or arguably he is a good lawyer yes, <laughs> yes i guess depending on which he's side you're on lawyer whether or not he's there a good go. lawyer who's to say exactly and, and good will be dependent upon your moral compass yeah morality is relative but if he's a good wink wink lawyer as in he'll get you off then he's a good lawyer yeah he'll hide that evidence if you, have um, a, if you have a lawyer that offers the hide evidence, don't trust that lawyer. Just a hot tip from a PLL. <laughs> well, I guess this isn't, this <laughs> isn't legal advice. Addy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't legal advice. Um, but I feel like if you have a lawyer that's offering to hide evidence, you too are probably doing something that requires evidence to be hidden. Well, it's also like, because then now that I think about it, I'm like, well, because it's like prosecutors will intentionally hide evidence from the defense. And, you know, it's like the defendant obviously wouldn't know that. It's not their client. But that's different because that's the opposite team. Yeah. Yeah, if your lawyer's being sketchy, just don't go with them. Yeah, find somebody. Don't go down that hole. Um, So after the sexy phone call with Maya and Emily, or the dirty phone call with Maya and Emily, uh, this is when Hannah notices the water running into her stall. And then we pop outside to the tables. um, Hannah had really cute boots on, by the way. Those were so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lot of good outfits. I loved Emily's, like, black... um, black jeans with her like combat boots and then that Mm -hmm. like coral top or whatever i like um when aria and spencer in the next scene meet outside i like aria's like vesty sweater beanie situation that's going on too aria put her hair up again and she looked great she looks so cute with her hair up Thank you, hair and makeup team, for listening to our (laughs) podcast and putting ten years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so then Caleb is worried about Lucas and they're in Hannah's kitchen and Caleb's freaking out, but like Hannah doesn't want to help find him. Um, I like how concerned Lucas is. Like it made me, or sorry, I like how concerned Caleb is. And I was like, it's very sweet. And I do understand that they have like a kind of special friendship in a way, like, they're friendly despite clearly later Lucas made some errors but I think they both have like a nice bond and I like how kind of forgiving Caleb is and I think it's just Mm -hmm. because he's kind of had a rough upbringing with everything so he can be very empathetic to others and like sometimes situations get out of hand and you do make mistakes Mm -hmm. which I think is why Hannah can tell him almost anything but she just refuses to right well and also like they've at this point they had him hacking the phone after hannah explicitly told him i don't want you doing this kind of stuff anymore like stop doing shady shit oh can you do shady shit for me though and then she won't even like tell him what's up yeah she did go to bat though when the girls wanted to use him she was like no we're not making him hack the phone." that's true so i think like she's trying to be a I don't want to say a better influence on him, but she doesn't want to like get him involved in any of her dirty deeds. She's trying to protect him, but she's still involving him, which is making it harder. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't, I also didn't like how she snapped at him and she's like, well, you can go find Lucas. And then when he goes to leave, because you could tell it was that very classic, like movie drama where they want to be like, I'm going to like lash out at you and you storm to leave but you should turn around and come back to me when I say your name. And I was like, don't do it. Kill him. Go away. Teach her a lesson to be mature and use her words. Talk about her feelings. Yeah. Um, 
So then Spencer and Arya find Smitty's and they're like shocked that it's a newsstand. It was like the receipt was for magazines and gum. Like, what did you expect? I liked how uh, how good they are at snooping. I was like, they're pretty pretty good at like figuring this out. Yeah. Yep. So then Arya goes back to town um, or to Rosewood because she's got to meet Holden at seven thirty. Which and then me, why did she even go with Spencer then if she was only going to be able to have enough time to get to the location and then immediately bounce? Yeah. And it clearly looked like, you know, you had to ride a train and then get in a car. Like, Spencer had to drive them to the train, take the train, and then Arya somehow took the train and then got back to her house and had her parents. Like, I was very confused. Because I feel like at this point, Arya, or Ella wouldn't have gone to the train station to pick up Arya. That would have been suspicious. Why is Arya going to Philadelphia in, like, the middle of the day? Yeah. Or right after school. Because it's not Rosewood. It's not Hollis. Yeah, going to Philly. Could be there. Going to Philly for ten minutes. <laughs> right <laughs> after school. Like, I'm just saying, I'm like, who would put yourself through riding SEPTA like that? Yeah, no, fuck that. SEPTA's... I love a train, and I wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I liked so... how Spencer started noticing, like, the lady with the seeing eye dog, and then the man... Um... With the cane? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I wasn't sure what that was called. Uh, I think I think they just call the, it a cane. the walking stick, the like long white one. Yeah. They call it a cane, uh, a, a cane or a walking stick. Uh, seeing eye cane. Okay. But so then she follows the clues of the obviously blind people walking around to the um, rehabilitation center for the blind that. In theory, Jenna went to because I'm. How many rehabilitation centers for the blind are there in Philly? Within, I, I did not Google that. That's a great within question. a block of the the newsstand that they found a receipt for. And then, uh, I know we have another scene with Maya, but I'm gonna add a thought to the rehab while we're on it. I thought Spencer was really dumb to walk in there to be like, well, I'm just trying to see if my friend was a patient here, because she did. I'm like, girl, you can't ask that HIPAA, HIPAA yeah. stuff. You can't ask for anyone. And I like how the lady was like, I couldn't even tell you where she sat. Which I feel like sort of confirmed that Jenna was there. Right? But also... Do you, like how do you expect that lady to remember everyone that's come through? Right? I think maybe she thought she would look it up, like she would search in the little name thing, like through the little phone book. That's fair. Oh yeah, this person here, here's their social security, and this is why they were here, and how long, and here's their visit record. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's like, what else was Spencer gonna do? But I also was. Yeah, because then that dude was like, oh, are you looking for Jenna? But the lady behind the counter, if she says all visitors have to sign in, why didn't she make Spencer sign in right then and there? Because she yeah. was a visitor. Yeah. And she went to go sit down. But anyway, that's my um, tangent. <laughs> yeah, so then uh, M walks in. We go back to Hannah's house, and Hannah's scrubbing her water bottle some more. Um. And they talk about her being suspicious of Maya's phone calls. And Emily's like, I think I should just ask her, right? And Hannah's like, why can't people just have secrets? I liked how overly dramatic Hannah was about it, obviously, because she wants to keep her secrets. And right now, like, the girls are a little upset she kept a secret. Caleb's upset. But, like, how Emily's like, well, we've kind of all been preyed on by A, and what if she's targeting, or what if A is targeting Maya? Like, I'm concerned. I was like, yes, that is the adult mm-hmm. response, mm-hmm. or the mature response. At least I felt it was. Yes. And it's fair for her to be concerned because A has been poking around all kinds of things lately. Oh, my. Oh, 
sorry. And Maya is important to Emily. Yeah. The same way that Hannah wants to protect Caleb, Emily wants to protect Maya. Yeah. But then, um, I did ask, I was like, Maya, why are you lying? We do find out. Or she's not lying, but she's just, wait, no, she is. A little later, because, shoot, because doesn't she see Emily and she gets a phone call, and then, like, she makes a face as she's walking away. I can't remember if that was so the scene or not, or a different one. She's on the phone with Emily, um, and then she says, oh, it can go to voicemail. And then Maya was picking her up at the crisis line, and she gets a text, and she's yes, like, she she says, I have to go deal with this. And then she makes a face. So she doesn't really lie, but she doesn't really tell Emily anything. And then at towards the end of the episode, yeah, she's like... She- I've decided, like, I've been fighting with this internally, and, like, I want to tell you this. Yeah. Or I get, like, not lying, but, like, kind of lying by omission and being like, mm-hmm. oh, no, this is nothing. It's like, clearly you're having a physical reaction to this, and Emily's picking up on it. Yeah. Do-do-do. Um, and then Spencer has the talk with the guy at the rehab center, um... And Spencer says that she knew Jenna before Rosewood. And uh, and so they kind of um, go back and forth. And she's trying to get information about, like, how Jenna was when she was in rehab. I kind of like how there's been this ongoing thing for Jenna. Like, when Toby brings up that Jenna's a lot stronger than anybody knows, and Garrett kind of said that too, and this guy, I forget his name, don't remember if he said it, but he brings up, like, how Jenna learned so much and was, like, really strong here going through it. And I'm like, Jenna has a lot of resilience, and she's very determined, which I think is a good good character traits for her. But I like that they keep like external people keep saying that about her that it's like a constant that she's yeah well and like when we see jenna she's always painted as the villain so like it's nice to get these moments where it's like oh yeah jenna's a 16 year old girl with like trauma and who got blinded (laughs) and she knows who blinded her yeah um i think it was last episode where um Garrett says like don't question her strength to Toby and Toby's like I'm not questioning how strong she is I'm questioning how she's using it exactly. and I think yeah. that's like a perfect description of Jenna as a character is that she's like she's this person dealing with this serious trauma and like being so strong about it and doing really well and then um But she also is, like, at a point in her life where she knows who blinded her. She knows it was malicious. She knows someone else got blamed for it. And she's kind of handling that portion of it a little bit uh, less than good. And then Spencer steals the book. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I, I wrote down. I was like, just steal the book. And then I saw her go behind the counter. And I'm like, you know, no one's going to see her do that. So you can do that. <laughs> like, no one's going to catch you there. Yeah, so she stole the book from the night that, or the year that Allie disappeared. Which, hey, that's smart. And then I saw the next scene. When Arya gave the ID, I was like, that is a solid Pennsylvania license i was like i recognize that license i get so excited when i see pa licenses out here every time i'm like friend i like the subtle dig at new jersey uh emily's like uh emily's like can i have your your id five two brunette like we're going to new jersey no one's gonna know Like, Maya is literally African-American, and Arya is definitely white. So, I feel like someone might notice. Mm-hmm. A dirty Even dirty. in New Jersey. Not if they don't look at it. Like, I could understand white girl face blindness, 
You know, like if Maya was another white girl being like, oh, you're both brunette. You look the same. It's fine. Like Kelly, you and I switching IDs or even me and Addie switching IDs. Like I could see that. But I like I don't know if you could if you could get away with giving a uh, someone that's got like a very different skin tone than you. Yeah, um, I haven't ever tried it. I don't have. I've never had a fake ID. I, I've never had a fake ID. I like Holden. I like Holden. <laughs> yeah, that was my next note. I was like, I yeah. like Holden, and Arya's hair looks so cute. Up. Yeah, because so the only other thing in the other scene was that Hannah's worried about Caleb because he went off to look for Lucas. Um, and it's oh, like, yeah. if you were worried about him, why didn't you go with him? He asked. And I didn't like, I like, I just kept writing. I'm like, Hannah, just apologize. You were being ridiculous. Like, give, if you don't want to tell Caleb everything, give him a nugget. Like, give him something. But don't be mad at him for reacting rationally. Like, I would have reacted the same way if, as he put it, we've, oh, hi, Lucy. Sorry, cat cat. <laughs> she um, me with her paw. Come here. Come on, you can get up. Yay, guest toast. Um, but yeah, so, so Hannah's worried about Caleb, but not worried enough to have just gone with him in the first place, which I think is weird. Um, and then Arya meets Holden outside the theater and she dodges his question about like why she's grounded basically. Um, and then he brought her gummy bears because that was really nice. Yeah. Because it was like a, like a memory from when they were little. So cute. Um, and then she asks about Fitz's tickets because she thought maybe her friend would have already gotten here. Again, I'm like, stop being so obsessed with Fitz. You're going to ruin his life. I mean, you already are. True. He's ruining his own life. To be fair, yeah. we can't blame this on well, her. Well, no, or no, I mean in the sense that, like, he told her to stop calling, and, like, uh, he's hey. doing that, and she's now not respecting that after dad has been like, Yeah, like, was he mistake. was, he was going to this play without her. It's not like he invited her and then was like, oh, we'll just, we'll just go and we'll go as friends or whatever. She chose to buy two tickets to stock him here. So, like, in this situation, I would say this is Arya's fault. Right, but, yeah, like, oh, have it. But, like, overall, I, I agree with you, oh, Kelly. Oh, 100%. Ezra is walked into this knowing he was doing something very illegal and, like, ruining his life. I'll just say, he's at least trying to make amends and not have it get any worse or escalate. And respecting Byron. Yeah, that's the thing. Is at this point, the parents have now been like, don't fucking be near our daughter. And he's respecting that boundary that they've put. Yeah. So, and Arya's not. Because. 100%. She's a teenager. Um, so then, like, I don't know what she expected to happen when Fitz <gasps> showed up. But it definitely didn't go whatever way she was planning. No. Um, but how and could you could, have? And she is really making it, like, very obvious with her reactions that she's yeah. upset about him and like I'm glad that Holden I'm glad they wrote him out. not dumb yeah I was like no don't don't step on the mouse thank you thank you very much because like like at this point they've written some of these characters like and we've talked about it it's like the the girls are like in the middle of a party having a conversation about how Lucas called the crisis line and all this stuff like, somebody had to have overheard that, but they yeah. play it off like nobody did. Or they were standing in the hallway talking about Caleb's surprise party, and then Caleb is standing in the, like, in the doorway of the classroom across the hall. Like, he knew that there was a surprise party. Come on, he's not stupid. So I like that they made it, like, so that Holden was actually paying attention to what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. So, and then um, Spencer and Mona run into each other outside the train station, and Mona's 
nursing her breakup wounds with retail therapy by buying a cashmere sweater, sweater set. A sweater set. I love how she's like, have you ever seen me in a sweater set? No, because I don't wear them. I'm like, what 16-year-old? Well, that's, I mean, I have seen 16-year-olds wear that. But I was like, Mona. Chill. And then she offers it to Spencer. Do you want it? It's cashmere. <laughs> Spencer's like, um, you know, I think I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, like, it's, it's okay. You know, um, stick up for yourself, Mona. Like, don't, don't uh, regress back into the person you were if you like who you are. And Spencer's advice was very good. And I like that Mona doesn't like snap back. She's not like, she's not like bitchy back. She's yeah. like, oh, you're like smart, smart. I thought you were just book smart. And it wasn't, and she didn't say it in like a mean way. No, not a, like there wasn't a nasty tone. I think it was more Spencer realizing like, oh, maybe these girls weren't 100% like Allison. Maybe they're not mm-hmm. all nasty and mean. Yes, I am petting you. So, and then after the play, we run into Miss Welch again, and she mentions that Ezra left about 10 minutes into the play. Um, Oh, and Arya's so defeated, and Holden picks up on it. Yep, and then Hannah calls Caleb because he's not answering, and the storm blows the door open, and then we get the lightning flash with the muddy footprints. Dun, dun, dun. Because someone's in the house. Um, I just want to say this cat just found a piece of food on my dad's desk, like under a binder, and she ate it. And I don't know what it was. <laughs> I hope it was oh, like, no. Well, she ate it, so. I guess anything I mean, you eat is bug. food. You're right. I mean, if, if, it was, if it was a bug, that'd be even better. But. That, that's what she's doing right now okay sorry. and she's also sitting on my notes <laughs> uh so then so then the next scene after the footprints we see emily and maya in line at the concert and maya gets another sketchy text and so maya finally like opens up and decides to tell emily that like she hooked up with some guy uh i thought it was the sober camp I thought it was interesting how she phrased it. She's like, I hooked up with someone. And it's like, usually when you, I guess, phrase it that way, in my mind, I take it as, oh, like, it was a one-time thing. And then she's like, oh, went on for a little while. Like, I was alone. I was like, oh, I don't, oh, that's, it sounds longer than I hooked up with someone. At mm-hmm. least in my mind. But yeah, I, I guess I would have said, like, space. I had been, I think I would have said, like, I had been hooking up with someone if it was more than a one-time thing. Yeah. But if it was just once, I'd be like, oh, Or, like, there was someone. Because that's... But yeah. Again, I, wouldn't I was like, I was in a really... I hate when people talk like that. What? <laughs> I hate when people say, there was someone. Ugh. <laughs> so cheesy. There I, was, ugh, there was a lover in my history. Ugh. At sober camp, I took a lover. <laughs> That's oh, the worst, but... <laughs> All right, Mr. Um, writer, we need you to rewrite this scene. <laughs> yeah, the only complaint we have for the writing for the whole episode, Maya should have said that she took a lover. Oh, her Maya's nail polish was banging. It was like yes. electric. Oh, my God, yeah. I loved it. Oh, I love that lady. Um, so then outside the theater, Holden offers to take Arya for coffee, and then... with getting coffee at night? Like, I'm sorry. That's... I'm sorry. Take me for ice cream? Thank you. I, I don't... Like, <laughs> coffee, coffee and dessert is, like, an end-of-date thing, and I don't understand it, because if I drink coffee after 4 p.m., I'm awake until, like, 3 in the morning. If I drink coffee after 11 a.m., I'm up forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> Come I can on. drink coffee until about lunchtime, and then it starts to be a problem for oh, me. Yeah, no. Like, I can, noon is kind of the also, latest. Also, I thought Spencer was the caffeine addict. Yeah. Like, I know Well, Arya Spencer's the one that originally invited Aria to coffee, and then she yeah, bailed yeah. to go with Holden. Well, maybe this writer used all of his places to go. Um, and then, so this is when Holden and her talk about... Um, Keep my secret. I'll keep Mr. yours. Yeah, and like being being each other's beard. 
for and whatever. I'm really excited to know what Holden's secret is. Mm-hmm. So, and then we <laughs> go back to the scary scene in Hannah's house where she calls Caleb from inside the house. Oh, wait, the muddy footprints. We didn't even talk about those. Yeah, we did. We well, did. We just mentioned yeah. that they existed. That they oh, existed. We didn't, we didn't talk sorry. about I, them. I think I may have been... I may have been petting the cat very hard. <laughs> you might have been petting the cat. Um, might have been but, when she was getting that piece of food. Yeah, we just we mentioned that like Hannah calls Caleb and Sorry. the door blows open and then there's bum 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 footprints, spooky spooky sneaky footprints. And then there's uh, throughout the scenes in Hannah's house, there's like flashes of someone running it. around in the background in a, ho- a black hoodie, um, and Lucas is. Just sitting in Hannah's bedroom. It's just like a coster, like right out of nowhere. And I like how Hannah was smart and calls Caleb. Yeah. Because what I want to know, did she just like hit redial or something? Like maybe she hit star six, nine. Felt like dialing without looking. She did a really good job at. Because I don't think I would have been that successful. I mean, maybe he's just on her speed dial. Oh, yeah. He could be speed dial. That's true. That was how I forgot about speed dial. Is speed dial a thing anymore? Probably. No, I, I bet you it's going like... to be your favorites on your phone. Or you just yell into your phone, hello, call Adderall, and then it calls you. I bet you if the, there's like an option, if you like hold the two, it'll call some like your favorite. Not like your number two favorite. Out, but, um... Um, so then we find out that why Lucas has been so weird and called the crisis hotline is he lost $4,000 in a bet over a basketball tournament. I don't believe him there. I, I don't believe him. That like, sounds like a prediction. I feel like line. I sympathize with Lucas a lot in the sense where like, you know, being like the goody goody and just like following the rules and doing the right thing and like studying hard, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, no, that's too far-fetched for me for him to be like, yeah, I was able to like do the probability and the math and the statistics. I'm like, Mm-mm. I'm like, because none of that is based off of statistics, really. Yeah, like, like basically, I'm, like a lot of it's luck. And it's also like, I don't know, because it's like as your bracket goes, it's like, what about players that get? kicked or like get injured and are gone it's like so whatever statistic you had on your first one no longer works like it's a lot of anyway whatever yeah, they were like they were like trying to do like a card counting plot line but with a basketball tournament and it doesn't quite work the same and also i don't recall seeing or hearing anyone talk about any type of basketball tournament going on so like it would have been a little more believable had like other students been mentioning like Mm-hmm. March Madness coming up, but now Hannah Especially thinks that Mike. he has an alibi. Yeah, uh, you're Mike. right. <laughs> well, Mike's kind of away, like in his therapy thing ish. Well, he's yeah, not away, but, like, but I don't know. Noel Khan probably would care about that kind of shit too. Canole. Yeah, so, someone would have talked about basketball. That's why he broke up with Mona, so he could go play in the that's basketball it. thing. Well, Lucas already lost the money by then, though. Mm-hmm. True. Um, but yeah, way, so, I was like four thousand dollars. That's a lot. <sighs> so his, his apparently his team got disqualified, and that's why he lost. Which again, what what you were saying, Addie? Like statistics can only get you so far. Like I will say this: in uh, my job, we used to do a football pool, and every week you would pick which football team you thought would win. I won the entire thing. I did not, I never watched a football game. I did not follow anything. I would just randomly choose. There was Last nothing year? behind that. And like the person who did the statistics and would go between well, like this playoff and this, or not this playoff, but like these players and this, he was in the, he was in like the lower half of the ranks for most of it so when I but again that's where I'm like it doesn't every year for March Madness ESPN puts out like you can put uh, brackets together to like predict the game and then your brackets are submitted to win money 
And so every year you can submit like 25 or something crazy like that. So every year LJ makes me do one. <laughs> and literally the way that I pick is like, oh, this team's mascot is a doggy. Okay. Ooh, they're number one versus like a 16 seed. They're probably going to win. Oh, go Gonzaga. And I always make Gonzaga win every year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> again, it's like, I know there's a lot more intense ways and betting and such and figuring all that out but I just I cannot believe that Lucas is spending his time because he seems to be such a calculated well thought out not impulsive person and going into like sports betting where the risk is super high Mm -hmm. and the reward can also be super high but as someone who's not a risky person it's like is the risk worth that potential sliver also, he'd have to illegally place a bet. Yeah, he's a child. Because he's not 18. Damn, these writers like these illegal acts. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking, too, is like, so I see what they did. Is, like, there's been this whole subplot where, like, it seems like maybe Lucas doesn't want to hang out with Caleb and Hannah because um, he likes Hannah but now it's like, oh, he was just upset because he lost all this money. And then now he has an alibi for the greenhouse. But what if he's just lying about the bet so that he has an alibi for this exactly. behavior? That's why I'm like, I don't believe him. Like, I believe his guilt of calling the crisis hotline. But that could be for anything. It was so vague. I mean, whoever was in the greenhouse lost a phone, so. Um. I so did, then the girls I are. How, oh, sorry. I, was, um, I just liked how Caleb was very forgiving when Lucas, like Lucas, gave him some money and was like, "Hey, I sold, you know, my collectibles." Mm-hmm. But I like how Caleb handled that with grace. Like mm-hmm. he could have been a lot angrier, and I think it might open the door for Hannah to like opening up to him and telling things mm-hmm. because Hannah sees, oh, he doesn't react angrily if you're honest yeah unlike earlier when she's like well you go find lucas then then he's like okay you're immature goodbye yeah um so then the girls are talking about stuff over their chinese food that's worms and dirt so gross i I had chinese food with paul today it was very nice (laughs) that's off topic sorry no it's not it's chinese food (laughs) i was like did they use real worms for this did was pita was a PETA representative there to make sure um, that none of those worms were hurt? I don't know if they have to have a PETA representative. I don't know if it was like a representative, but, but I like I you. bet you there's an animal actor. Like those worms are considered animal actors, and they have like a trainer. Like there's someone responsible if they are yeah, live worms. Because I know what they say. Like it's any like living animal. Like it can be bugs too, but it's usually like the credits will usually say like. PETA or what, like PETA approved or something. Yeah, so I'm, I'm would sure. probably know my old roommate, Elisa. Hmm. If I think of it, I'll ask her what the rules okay. are on earthworms in television. Okay. Rules on earthworms in media. <laughs> uh, 2021 thesis. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think, like, if they are actual living worms, like, that dirt also has to be appropriate dirt for them yeah. to be in. So someone's got to also thinking, like, worms. you can go to a fishing store and just buy live bait, and there are well, your you... worms. You yeah, but, I mean? if you, but, like, the worms would never be under that, like, lighting stress. Oh, you know what? I like, that type of environment. They wouldn't be, like, thrown out of a bit. So, like... I didn't think about the... I didn't think about about the lighting. Yeah, because I think that's why usually, like, there is the approval to make sure, like, okay, well, if they're doing this, like, well, yes, it's outside of the scope of what a normal animal does. It's, like, we're not treating them inhumanely. Welcome to the podcast for the ethical treatment of earthworms. <laughs> a twenty twenty one thesis. Go, but yeah. let's get in on this. Um, Any viewers, so, if you know, yeah. If anybody <laughs> wants to tweet at us at APLL Podcast or DM us on Instagram, same same at handle. Well, we'd love to know your thoughts on the ethical treatment of earthworms in 
youth television. I I tried to Google something about worms, and it's all telling me about pinworms. So <laughs> there might not be any rules, but like. Especially because that one shot when they you first see it, and they're like, ew, and they kind of like toss it, then you get the close-up that it's worms. So I'm sure they didn't film them holding worms, throwing worms. They probably just had like cups of, or buckets of dirt. Nowadays, I feel like they just CGI it in. Yeah. Oh man, it reminds me of um, a Goosebumps short where they put a worm in her sandwich. The haunted mask. What was the? Was it like? Maybe it was like Wizards of Waverly Place or something. There was some witchy kids show where they like made a gummy worm sandwich and then they turned the gummy worms into real worms. But then when the kid like was that Halloween Town? It feels like Halloween. I've never seen Halloween Town or Hocus Pocus. Stop. Hocus Pocus, who cares? But Halloween Town, I love. Halloween Town is a must-see. I've never, never seen them. Uh, Can we do a Disney Plus and us where we watch Halloween Town? Yeah. I'd be down. Yeah, I'm in. Um, But yeah, uh, there's there's something where they turn the the gummy worm sandwich into an earthworm sandwich, and then like the teacher comes over or whatever, and they turn them back into gummy worms. Oh, Um, interesting. Yeah, now now I have to. Selena Gomez, tweet us. Was that your show? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So and then we get our A scene at the end, and A is loosening some kind of scaffolding, something. Well, I was like, what is A working on? Because I'm thinking. If they're repairing the latch on Hannah's door, like, they wouldn't need the tarp like that and everything hanging up. So I'm like, what's being worked on? <gasps> Wait, that window. Oh. That, broke, that A broke at the greenhouse. And they all were so dramatic about it. That yeah. glass. There's still glass in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was really it. Call, right? Yeah. So the predictions that you made today, Addie, I, I don't know if you recall. Probably not. <laughs> you said that the hasty parents are dirty lawyers um, and that Lucas is lying about his gambling debts and we should not trust him. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, that's. Again, it felt, like, similar to last week's episode where, like, they wanted to have a lot of action, but, like, the story didn't go too far. Yeah. Like, we, oh, wait, we totally forgot to talk about Allie not visiting Jenna. Oh, yeah, they opened, we were talking about the earthworm so much, they opened the book and look at the visitors and Garrett signed Jenna out but the night that Allie disappeared. And she never signed back in. Yes. But Sketchy earthworms stuff. are really important. Especially earthworm rights. Yes. The most important. Um, next week, we'll be watching and discussing Season 2, Episode 17. The Blonde Leading the Blind. <laughs> <laughs> What are your thoughts, Addie? Well, Hannah's the only blonde on the show. Well, um, Allison, but she's kind of dead. So, maybe Hannah finally tells them the truth and does something good and leads them in the right direction? I don't know. I feel like it could be Hannah-centric. Or, like, Hannah making good decisions and the other girls are wary because she might be able to be like okay this is everything that happened with Caleb and Lucas I think I need to tell Caleb things like we need to be honest with each other starting with me and I put the earthworms in your dinner Um, so what I'm learning is that Disney Channel did a lot with like earthworms in people's food there's like a scene in Brink where they put earthworms in a sandwich. And then, did they put earthworms in a sandwich for Meredith in the parent trap? No, they put a salamander on her water bottle that went to her mouth. 
Okay. Ooh, didn't it crawl on her head at one point? Ugh. Yeah. Also, there was also the, that the, movie the, How the, to Eat Fried Worms. Oh, and then, but like the the salamander comes down. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, those are some goals there. Um, my sister also thinks it might have been winery, like Wizards of Waverly Place, but I cannot find this. Um. Cool. Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. I can't really figure bad. it out, but someone somewhere out there knows what I'm talking about where they turned gummy worms into earthworms with magic on some show when we were kids or in a movie. I want to know why never mind. I don't know where how that how that sentence is going to work. Never mind. I didn't get back. <laughs> All right. Are we good to go? Yeah. That's all the secrets we can share today. For all of our updates, or if you just want to say hi, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at APLL Podcast. Or you can send us an email at aprettylittleliarspodcast at gmail.com. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. We'd like to extend our thanks to Tim Buell for the marvelous music. And a thank you to Anne Allen for the amazing artwork. And an extra special thank you to you for listening. Until next time, bitches. bitches.